Welcome to Life Unleashed. I'm Sarah Hodgson, author, dog trainer, and behavior expert, helping pets and their people for nearly 40 years. I've created this podcast to demystify your pet's behavior, spreading the philosophy that training should be fun, fear-free, and inclusive. This is Life Unleashed. Hey, it's Sarah Hodgson. I am here with my sweet little dog, Peekaboo, for another episode of Life Unleashed. Today, we are talking about separation anxiety. It's such a big problem. It's such a modern day issue that I've devoted two episodes. Today is part two. If you missed part one, take a hop back, listen to it. Just to give you a quick recap, even if you heard it, last week we went over the roots of separation anxiety and how we're often feeding into our dog's stress without our even knowing. Dogs who suffer separation anxiety often are anxious even if we stand up and walk across the room or we just run out to get the mail or we go to the bathroom. And that anxiety causes a flood of adrenaline and worry and some dogs actually get full-on panic attacks when we disappear. So often in our adoration, our complete love for them, we feel so sorry and so guilty, we run in and we pay attention to the one thing we should ignore, which is their anxiety. So Remember, when your dog is badgering you for attention, when your dog's jumping up, they're super excited to see you, even though you've literally been gone 30 seconds, don't reinforce that moment with your attention. Wait until they've calmed down. Wait until they grab a self-soothing bone or toy. Wait until they are breathing normally to then kneel down and reconnect. Okay, the topic of today is how to leave your dog home alone. Now, I know we all wish we could take like a month or two off and just stay home around the clock and do this very, very slowly at a rate our dogs were more comfortable with. But the truth of the matter is very few of us have that luxury or even have the luxury to hire a babysitter while you're at work all day for your dog. I mean, it would be great if it were free, but it's not free and we all got to work. So how are you going to do that? You know, how are you going to go to work every day when you know your dog is having an emotional tsunami, when you know your dog is panicking that you'll never come home again? I'm here to talk about real world games and exercises and things you can do when you have to leave your dog home alone. Number one, I want you to visualize the day going well. One of the things that stresses dogs out is our level of cortisol, the stress hormone. You're gonna remember dogs can smell our hormones like perfume. A scientific study showed that dogs can smell a drop of chlorine in a gigantic pool. They are fully aware of how we feel, not by what we look like, but by how we smell. So when you feel guilty leaving your dog, it's kind of like a mental dump. So instead, I want you to sit down and visualize the day going well. I want you to just breathe deeply. Inhale, exhale a few times, and visualize the fact that you're leaving and you're coming back. 
visualize that you're leaving. You're going to create a safe space for your dog. They're going to stay there and relax. And then visualize you coming back. Call me crazy, but I do visualization with a lot of my clients that have chronic kind of life or death problems with their dog. They tell me, I, if the dog keeps marking, I have to give them up. Or if the dog can't relax when I go out, I can't keep the dog. I instruct everybody to do what I'm telling you. Breathe in, breathe out, visualize you're leaving, visualize what you're gonna do all day, and then visualize coming home. And get yourself in an emotionally calm space before you then leave your dog. The second thing you're gonna do is play training. Now, anybody who knows me knows I love games. I love playing games with people. I love playing games with dogs. In fact, I call it play training because we know something about humans and dogs, and that is that they only play when they feel safe and happy with who they're with and where they are. So if you don't play with your dog a lot, I recommend you learn some fun games and play more often. All the commands, come, sit, stay, can be taught through play training. So if you have an anxious dog, what I want you to do is play these three games with them throughout the day. We're gonna use some of these games when we leave them too, so pay close attention. Number one, we're gonna play Find It. Find It is the easiest game. Everybody's a winner. It's great fun. Take your dog's favorite toy or treat, even their kibbles if they like their food. Take a treat, drop it on the floor at your feet initially or you know, right in between you and say, find it. Toss another one, find it. If your dog is having trouble finding it because they're used to getting a treat from your hand, point it out for them. Point down on the ground. Show them how to use their nose to locate the reward or the toy. Once your dog learns, find it, you can play it in different environments. What it does is it kind of breaks a moment. So if your dog's tense at the vet, if you're out and your dog sees another dog coming towards them and they're nervous, just call them away, grab a couple of treats, throw it down and say, find it. So find it is game number one. Game number two is what I call peekaboo. So what we're gonna do is we're going to hold above your dog's head something that they're excited to have. Again, it could be a treat, their favorite toy. We're going to wave it about a foot and a half to two feet above their head, depending on how big they are. If your dog jumps up, barks, or claws at you, you're gonna take the object and literally cover your face like you were playing peekaboo with a baby. When your dog settles down, offer the toy again and encourage them to sit. When they sit, give them the treat or the toy. Now, throughout the day, and whenever you're offering something that they get excited by, a treat, a toy, their food, you're going to hold it above their head and simply wait. If they sit down automatically, you'll give them their reward. The reward could even be your attention, and that's a really important point I made in last week's episode. So if they want your attention and they jump, simply take your hands, cover your face. 
When your dog calms down and will respond to the word sit, then you can pet them. What you're teaching them is impulse control and good coping skills and how to prompt you for what they want with good manners. The last game we're gonna work on is feed the chickens. I love feeding chickens. I'm obsessed with chickens. And I got this idea. It's like, find it on steroids. Instead of just tossing one treat down on the floor and saying, find it, you get a handful of five to 10 treats and you cast them on the floor saying, find it in such a jubilant uh, disarray that the dogs have to run around and look for all their treats. Feed the chickens is a great way to redirect a dog that is nervous. It's a great thing to do, let's say if you have a headache or stomach ache, you can go out in the backyard or get a foraging mat and put a whole bunch of treats there. So, you know, the find it game with one kibble lasts about two seconds. The find it game when you're playing feed the chickens can last a few minutes and really give the dogs a fun outlet. When we're playing feed the chickens with an anxious dog, we're gonna use it when we start to duck out of the room to go to the bathroom so that their association to your leaving is, oh great, we get to play feed the chickens. Right now, I just want you to practice it, take a handful of treats, throw them on the floor. You can say feed the chickens, you can say go find it, but say something that excites your dog's engagement. Next, number two, where to leave your dog. So this is a big, important thing. I'm the first to tell you that I like crate training a dog. To me, a crate is a crib. It's especially important in those first six months you have the puppy home. You can keep a crate forever. You can wean the puppy off the crate by six to eight months, but crates aren't in and of themselves evil or horrible things. If you have a rescue dog, if you have a dog that gets more stressed when they're in a crate, what's called containment anxiety, then you're not gonna wanna use a crate to isolate your dog with separation anxiety because unfortunately, it'll make it much worse. Dogs with separation anxiety who are left in a small confined space often bloody themselves, trying to dig out, they salivate, they get very worked up. That is a full-blown panic attack and something you wanna avoid at all costs. If the crate is snug and makes your dog feel safe, then by all means, use it as long as you're not leaving your dog for more than four hours. If you have to leave your dog a longer period of time or if you can't use a crate because it causes such a high level of anxiety and stress in your dog, you're gonna want to develop a safe place. So let me tell you some of the hallmarks of a safe place. A safe place is where your dog feels comforted. It's probably a place where you spend time petting, loving, nurturing your dog. It's often the place, they, the room they sleep in at night. So a safe place should be decorated with familiar items. And here's the thing. You know, if you could leave your dog in a room, in your bedroom, let's say that's where your dog sleeps or in a living room, and trust that they're not gonna have pooping accidents or they're not gonna chew the wall or rip through the furnishings, then we're gonna do that. We're gonna create gates or use doors. You're going to want to darken the room. So 
you can get blackout shades or it's dark as night, the darker it is, the more your dog will be soothed. Another thing for their safe place is to have what either white noise, they've actually done studies. This is crazy, fun fact. They've done studies to show that dogs love reggae, soft rock, and calm piano classical. So when you leave your dog, you actually leave them. You want to darken the room, as dark as you can get it. You want to play some sound-canceling music. We learned in episode one that dogs don't like silence. So we're going to play some sound-canceling music or white noise. And then you want to have a comfortable environment, maybe an old blanket of yours that has your smell or an old, some old clothing that your dog can nest into and some familiar chews or toys that when you first leave and they feel that flush of anxiety, distress, they can focus on those objects. So Think it through. Create a safe place. You don't want to give them the whole house because then they'll often run, doing border patrol, running, running, running. So we're going to want to create a safe place, and that's going to be our go-to place when we leave our dogs. If you are worried your dog is too destructive or they won't be able to handle an open space, you can either gate them in a kitchen or get what's known as an X-Pen. It's like a big playpen for dogs, so that you can leave them there when you go out. Our goal is to give your dogs as open a space as we can, unless the crate is comforting, and to block off an area that we can both dim and we can play music so that they just kind of can tune the world out until you come back. Once you've thought through your safe place, I want you to rig some short departures. And during these short departures, we're going to try to shift their focus from panic and distress to fun games that they can play when we go out. So fun games your dog can play when you go out. Some dogs are happy chewing. So that can be a fun thing your dog does when you go out. If you know your dog likes one bone above all the other bones in the pet store, let's say it's a hard bone stuffed with peanut butter, and that's his favorite bone, you're going to restrict that bone until you're leaving them to go out. Some dogs love yak, some dogs bully sticks. There's a variety of bones you can test out to find that super special one that your dog just goes crazy for. Other dogs love busy toys. So there's this whole industry around having busy toys for your dogs. Honestly, I started dog training 35 years ago. The busy toy used to be an empty Gatorade bottle with some treats stuffed in it and some peanut butter around the lid. There's a lot of do-it-yourself busy toys that you can find on Facebook. You can also buy them. There's some wonderful puzzles that your dog can push around. Those are great things to leave your dog to buffer your departure with. Now, initially, I want you to rig very short departures in your house. So let's say one of my dogs, we'll say Peekaboo, she's having a nap here on my lap. Let's say Peekaboo didn't like when I left home and she would bark at the window and frenetically run around and have a poop accident every time I left. The first time I'm getting her accustomed to our being separate, it will simply be at the door of the bathroom 
or in this safe space where there's a gate partition. When I first leave her, these short departures, maybe I would cast some treats, feeding the chickens, duck out of the room for 30 seconds, just around a wall, come back and walk in the room. If you practice that, if you practice just quickly ducking out for 30 seconds, remember when you come back to completely ignore your dog's anxiety behaviors until they calm down enough to sit on command or to fetch a toy. So we're going to practice 30 seconds to one minute to two minutes to four minutes. We're going to want to double each departure as our dog gets more comfortable with staying alone when we are in the next room. Once you are to that level, where you can walk out of the room or you can go into the bathroom and your dog can cope with it. Your dog does cope. They might be sitting there waiting for you, but they're not frenetically trying to reconnect. When you've gotten to that point, then you are going to want to practice leaving the house. Hopefully we can practice leaving the house a few times before you have to leave for an eight-hour stretch. And when you leave the house, you don't need to go any further than your front stoop. You're going to get out that energy-busting toy, something that your dog enjoys doing. There are some other things that I use, just come to think of it, a licky mat. They have these licky mats that you can put some paste or sweet potato or canned dog food on it freeze them or just give them to your dog. And that's a wonderful thing to focus, to kind of give them a new outlook on your departures. Like, would you get out of here already? I want my special licky mat. So when you first start leaving the house, get that thing your dog loves to do and give it to them. Duck out while they're enjoying their bone or their licky mat or their treats. Tell them, wait, duck out of the house for no more than 30 seconds. Come back in. Ignore your dog until they are calm. When they're calm, ask them to sit and reconnect. And we're going to do this over and over and over again. These little departures, as long as your dog's tolerating and thinking that this is a fun game. You're going to remember from week one, I talked about triggers. Like what triggers your dog's initial separation anxiety? Is it you're walking out the door? Or is it when you're drying your hair, putting your makeup on, making the coffee? What starts to cause that cortisol drip? And then figure out what it is and link more positive associations. So if it's grabbing your purse, grab your purse throughout the day. And when you do, pull out a bag of treats or a treat cup. Pull out a toy, head out in the backyard and throw the toy. If it's your hair dryer, take your hair dryer at different locations in the house, turn it on, turn it off, reward your dog with a treat. Same with putting on your shoes. All these things, dogs are so much smarter than we give them credit for. So as soon as you notice, ah, my dog's on to me, then let's try to link up those triggers to more positive, engaging, interactive times. So here's my number one recommendation to anyone with a dog suffering separation stress. Do not get a camera on your dog the entire time you're out. And especially don't get the kind of cameras that can spit out a pellet or where you can record your voice saying hello. 
all those things stress a dog. We are going to remember, I will say it almost every episode, dogs are crepuscular. That means they're most awake at dawn and dusk, and they rest 75% of the day. When you leave your dog, leave them, draw good images, make a mental picture, breathe deeply, give them some displacement activities, leave them in dark room with music playing. Now, when you go out, I want you to have a nice time or get your work done. When it's time to come back home, this is a big deal. Some of my clients, before I get to I'll ask them, you know, what do you do when you come in and find your dogs made a mess? The people that write down, they get mad, they rub their dog's nose in it, they yell at them, I can almost guarantee those people are going to have some level of separation anxiety. Why? Because if you leave your dog home for hours and they ripped up the paper towels and dug up the potted plants within a half an hour of your leaving, waited for you that whole time, then you come back in and yell at them, what's their association going to be to being left alone? It's going to be anxiety producing at best, panic forming at its worst level. So when you come in, if you find something destroyed, don't blame the dog. Dogs are a very simple animal. They have a brain the size of a walnut. Their brain is 80% sensory neurons devoted to enriching activities, which they don't get when you're not home. So when you come home, check your emotions at the door. No matter what you find, please don't admonish your dog for something they did in a moment of stress. You're also going to remember not to clean the mess up in front of them. And I will say that there have been no direct studies done that cleaning messes up in front of a dog has any effect. I can guarantee if you're cleaning up a mess at the end of your long work day or your time out, you're not going to be happy. Your dog's going to know it. They're going to know something is wrong. They're going to look guilty when, in fact, they just know you're stressed out and they're a little scared of how you act when you're stressed. So come in, busy your dog, can send them out with a family member. You can give them a bone or some treats in the opposite room. Clean up the mess while they're not looking and then reconnect to them when they've settled down. The last thing that I'm gonna to talk to you about is building resistance over time. So all that I'm saying should feel somewhat like common sense. You shouldn't yell at a dog when you come home because then they'll be nervous the next time you leave them home alone. We are gonna remember that with things like separation anxiety, slow and steady wins the race. You will take two or three steps forward and one step back. Don't worry about it. Your dog will get it if you stay patient and you work the program. Also remember as you're doing this that lifestyles can change overnight and can intensify your dog's anxiety level. If two, three, four years from now you move into a house or you have a baby or you get married, just remember 
that your dog's anxiety might be so intensified that they start acting out. If this is so, you're going to go back to one and you're going to work through it again. Okay, so we've had two amazing podcasts on separation anxiety. One has been the roots of it, how we feed into it, how our modern day lifestyle almost creates a chronically anxious dog. And then today we focused on how are you actually going to leave them? It's not going to be a happy time for your dog. They don't like being left alone in a big house all by themselves, but they can't come with us. So what you going to do? We learned some good skills to do to busy their minds and to activate their energies when they're home alone. You're going to continue to look for more and more tips on things you can do with your dog when they are left alone. And one more thing I'd like to add is dogs are an energetic species and they're most alert in the morning. So before you leave your dog or before you have to go out or even before you're practicing any of these very simple departure techniques, let take your dog for a run. Go to the dog park if that's something you enjoy or meet up with a friend. Take your dog for a walk. It's so important to let your dogs feel that concept of life unleashed that they can explore and run and get off their energy before you expect them just to settle down and sleep all day. So thank you so much for joining me as we look to techniques and tips and tricks on how to leave a dog home who suffers from separation anxiety. And join me next week. I'm excited to have my first guest, Dr. Stanley Korn. We're going to be talking about aggression and how many forms of aggression are simply the bodyguard of fear. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.